0: Raw, unfiltered, and always brutally honest. I'm Kay Renee, and welcome to Brutal Honesty. Hey guys, it's your girl Kay, the Bookworm. If you're listening on my podcast, it is Kay Renee, and welcome or welcome back to my channel or my podcast. In today's episode, I have a very, very special guest with me. She is a brand new author that I discovered last year, and how I discovered her was at work. Me and my friend Tiffany, you guys already know who that is, we were talking about books and she mentioned Saving Sunflower to me, and I saw the cover, I saw the um, synopsis, and I was like, oh, okay, sounds good. Not my cup of tea, to be honest, but I was like, mm, sounds good, so let me go ahead and read It was a slow burn, but oh my God, that book is the (laughs) book of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank thank you so much. much. You're welcome. Saving Sunfire was amazing. And also, happy release day because her new book that we just recorded just came out this morning The Endgame, which is a perfect way to start Super Bowl Sunday. It is a continuation um from Saving Sunflower. I just got done like legit, maybe five minutes ago. And oh my gosh, you have another hit on your hands. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I have with me Miss Ray Elise. So how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. It's my release day, so I'm feeling really good right now. Mine is tomorrow and I'm nervous as hell. Oh my goodness. Ah. Yes, mine is really wow. nerve wracking. Like, really nerve wracking. I'm excited yet nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh! I like, know people are like, i oh, like, I'm a list, like I'm a, like, I'm a reading and stuff. Like my family, like a lot of a lot of my family called this morning and were just like, I saw your book. So when is it going to be released? And my friend's like, so when am I get a hardback copy? I was like, can you like get them on Kindle first and then I'll let you know when my hardback <laughs> copies come. Like calm down. What are you? this is only the beginning this is uh, only the beginning happy early release day by the way thank you I appreciate it um by the time you guys listen to this my release will already be out I did post an episodes today on a podcast about my nervousness and my excitement so by the time you listen to this this is already be out but my question to you is before we even get into how you started reading did you expect saving sunflowers to get the response that it did
1: Absolutely not. Not at all. I thought it was just going to be something where maybe I got a few reviews and a few eyes on and people would just kind of overlook it and then I would have to you know continue writing and and build an audience. I mean I'm completely shocked. I'm still in shock actually.
0: And I tell you that book is all over like every book club that I that I walk like and I not even watch every book that I follow on Instagram or Facebook is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I'm even shocked whenever I just happen to come across it. Like when I open Facebook or Instagram and somebody's posting about it, I'm like, oh, that's my book.
0: <laughs> it was it honestly was nothing that I've ever read before. And I'm a huge avid reader, especially when it comes to urban fiction. I'm a huge fans of Ashley and Jacquevins Coleman, Stan um, uh-huh. Phillips. I'm a huge fan of theirs. But your book, normally when you when you read their their books, they're like very fast paced. Your book was a slow burn urban fiction with something that was something totally new to me. Really, really. But, so normally when I when I think of urban fiction, I think of fast paced Yeah, you have. You know so drama here and there blah 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 low key lots uh-huh. of sex in it but with yours it was a very slow burn um I was telling my friend Tiffany you definitely have to really you can't read it you can't get towards it and say I'm done with it you actually have to sit down and read it because yeah. it's a slow burn but at the same time you like it drawn you to Dominique and you felt his pain about you know him and his mom and the situation that he went through. You felt close um Claudette's pain and, you know, just being, a, I'm going to be honest with you, because at the same time, she was looking kind of naive. Um, mm-hmm. but She, she makes up for it. She definitely makes up for it in the end game, though, for mm-hmm. sure. But she was naive mm-hmm. girl who, you know, first, like, Dominique was her first in everything. And you had Autumn, who was a hating-ass friend. Uh, <laughs> 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 she was a ass friend. But at the same time, you understood that she was just looking out for her.
1: Right, right. And Autumn had her own trauma, too. So, I mean, that that went into it as well. But I'm definitely glad to hear that it was something different for you, because I get what you mean about urban fiction. It is very, very fast-paced. And that was something that I was kind of missing, I guess, in urban fiction, because I had stopped reading urban fiction for a long time, Mm -hmm. actually, because I'm such a big slow burn, like, type of person. Like, I need to really like get to know the characters and stuff like that. And so the fast pace was just kind of wearing me down a little bit. I was like, I need something slow, but I could never find it. And so I had to take a break and I was reading like a lot of contemporary romances and stuff like Mia Forrester and Love Belvin. And I was like, it would be so cool if somebody could merge the genres together and just, you know, do like a slow burn urban fiction romance and I could never find it. So I was like, let me just try to write it. Because I need to read something like that.
0: Well, you definitely did do it. So, my first question is How did you get started into writing?
2: Ooh,
0: I've been writing for a long time, actually. So,
1: I used to write when I was younger. And then, for whatever reason, whenever I got into high school, I kind of stopped writing. I don't know what it was, but I just quit. And I didn't write anything other than stuff for school up until I started writing Saving Sunflower a year ago. So this this was like my first jump back into writing. So it took a minute to get the groove back because it was so long since I just sat down and tried to write something.
0: Wow. Did you wrote know that book a year ago?
1: It took me uh, an entire year to write Saving Sunflower. Wow. <laughs> yes. It was a long year.
0: <laughs> so when it came to Dominic and Chloe, did the character speak to you? Did you go through a life experience with meeting them? Or like what? Because I saw in your uh, about you that you are that you are a social worker or that you worked in social work before? Yes. Yeah, so my background is
1: in social services and right now I'm getting my master's in social work. So in May, I'll be a a licensed social worker, yeah. So I'm I'm in the last semester of my master's program. But right now I work in social services anyways, and I see clients on a daily basis. So I I run into a a wide variety of people all the time. So it was kind of one of those things where, I mean, they came and they spoke to me, but I also use a lot of life experience and personal experiences as well to build on their characters and the other characters in the novel. Like it... They're all, all the characters are a combination of either people I know or people I've came across in, in my life because you know that's what makes them realistic none of the characters in the book are perfect they all have their flaws just like how you said Chloe is, is naive she is you know she probably doesn't think she is but she she's naive.
0: <laughs> like I said she makes up for it in the end game that feels as if like and spoiler alert if you have well I mean cause it just came out today but don't listen to this podcast if you haven't read it yet, because I'm going to spoil some stuff in here, so I'm just giving you a head warning, so don't come in my <laughs> comment telling me that I spoiled it for you, because that's what you were at the time I was warning. Fair warning. Um, <laughs> when it came to Josiah and Jade, mm-hmm. two opposites, just like Dominic and Clover, at the same time, they meshed together. I just mm-hmm. want to say, the ace, like, Josiah had it been, like, what, 20, maybe 20, 21, probably? In the end game, he's 19. Right. Oh, he's only 19. hmm. Jeez. He had the spirit of an old head, And I guess because he's been around Dominic so long that he knew exactly what he needed to do when it came to Jade and her daughter. Because mm-hmm. he was that nigga. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially the bathroom scene when he told Brandon about himself. Yes. Yeah. He was that nigga, And I was like, talk your shit. Yeah, it had to be done. Brandon needed that. He needed to hear it. <laughs> because it was, it, the thing that got me was uh, was the part scene with her. Like, you know, he tried to be, you know, I guess trying to be a parent. And Journey turned his ass, basically told him no. Every chance he got, which I thought was hilarious. um uh, <laughs> know in this the fight of saying like i never asked for this like i didn't ask to be a father like my in my head like dude she didn't ask to be a mom either but she's one.
1: exactly exactly whenever you have sex and you're dating someone just know that that's a possibility so nobody asked (laughs) i mean nobody asked for it it happened so you know you have to step up but he showed that he didn't think it was in his cards uh, he thought he could continue living a carefree college life,
0: <laughs> very carefree. But then, at the same time, he was one of those dudes that like, if I can't have you, nobody can. Like the girl went out to a party just to have fun, mm-hmm. and then you coming at me, talking about why am I, why am I not home with your daughter, nigga? Why ain't you at home then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but- dude. I feel that that part of Brandon's character is something I witnessed a lot too, which I think I'm sure a lot of people have come across guys like that, where they have a child, they're not quite in the child's life, but they don't want to see the child's
0: mother live their own life and move forward. Yes, I have some very close friends of mine that are going through that right now. And I just feel like it's, it's sick because like I'm raising your child, but yet you can have all the fun in the world. With. The one minute I want to have fun is a problem. I don't. I don't exactly. I I can't understand that. But at the same time, I also felt with even with Dominic and his situation with his mom, he felt like he had to be there to support her. And I feel as if in Saving Sunfire, you got to see the layers when it came to Dominic. But then in the end game, we got to see him like kind of like grow up. As I will mm-hmm. kind of put it you got to see him grow up mature a lot better than he was when it came to Sunflower because in Sunflower he was very reckless but mm-hmm. at the same time, you understood why he was reckless because he didn't have that structure granted mm-hmm. I think Diane did try to do everything she could but mm-hmm. even she said once she came to the doorstep he was already a lost Falls. mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I felt as if having all of that pressure on him, and still the situation that happened, still having that pressure on him, and then with Josiah, and you get to see his reasoning and why he did what he did when it came to killing that dude. Mm-hmm. It was just like, do I like let it like let it vengeance? Like, do I get the vengeance of my first love, or do I have to kill my best friend in the process? Right, right, right. And that's a lot for a 19 year old to deal with. It definitely is.
1: And I also feel like with Josiah, we also got to peel back a lot of layers with him because at the beginning he's really guarded with Jade. He doesn't share a whole lot. I think the first time he actually started sharing anything with her was the the scene where he has the starburst. Yes, And so, yes, that's the first time he opens up. And even then he kind of opens up a little and then he shuts down again. So even with him, we're peeling back layers. And we also see the growth with Dominic and how, you know, the backstory with him and Dominic. You know, Dominic is the one who taught him, this is what you're supposed to do if anything like this ever happens. And so, then we get to see, you know, a lot of different, like the after effects, the remorse. Even Dominic feels the remorse because really and truly he's the reason kind of why Josiah did what he did. Mm-hmm. Even Josiah had a choice, but, you know, Josiah looks up to Dominic, so.
0: Yeah, so he was basically following what he basically was doing. I mm-hmm. also love that Dominic and Josiah, like, they're the same, but they're different at the same instance. But Dominic, mm-hmm. he was... He was doing stuff that he knew that he never should have did, but yet he kept doing it. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. With Josiah, yeah. he did the same thing, but yet at the same time, I feel as if Josiah had more logical sense. Like I was like, I know I'm not supposed to do this shit, but and I'm looking, I'm thinking about the consequences, but I'm gonna do it anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If that makes sense. And then both that of them, up, yeah. and then they, both of them together. They were both basically telling, like with um, Dom and and Chloe and Jade and Josiah. Josiah and Dom were both telling them, "Why are you with me? Mm-hmm. Why do you want? Why do you want to be with me? Like, what is it about me that you want? I'm a fuck nigga. I'm no good. I'm no this. they were basically mm-hmm. self stop. They're self sabotaging their own relationship before they even became a relationship. Right, right. And I don't think they really noticed that no
1: no that's the the impact of that trauma you know self-sabotaging you know they feel like that they're not good enough to be loved and and it's just it's a lot especially with Josiah and his first love getting killed that's a lot for somebody that young to go through and then for you to turn around and avenge her death and then after you do it it hits you know it hits him after he does it and he's like shit I, I really fucked up
0: and I love the conversations of her like in his head every like every like every chance he got to think about it like she was in her head basically saying like bro what are you doing like you here to focus 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 like don't be messing up it also shocked oh yeah that Josiah was a sophomore on a fifth grade on a fifth grade reading level yes yes
1: I really really wanted to shed light on that part of the story because it's so common it's super super common you know they bring these boys to these schools they're bringing them there to play to win championships to do all these great things to bring money to the school but at the same time the majority of them can hardly read or write because they're so used to just them being the football player or the basketball player they don't have to worry about that
0: but I'm like in my head. I'm like after reading that, I had to go back and reread. I said, I, "What? <laughs> you know, like, how did he get into college? A lot of them are
1: at the so you see the back also with coach. So a lot of times the coaches they're behind all of it. You know, they'll find a way to get that boy into the program if That's he's right. worth the trouble. That's right. So right so he's gonna he'll find they'll find a way I think in there um there's a part you know where he talks about how coach found like proxies to to get
0: him his passing
1: yeah. SAT yeah, yeah, ACT yeah. scores yeah. yep
0: and he's just like you're saying it it really pissed me off but he was just like I did this and this and this to get you here blah blah blah, blah. and I'm like so why am I here
2: mm-hmm.
0: if, if you gotta put me through all of this then why am I here I'm sorry, right. than me because I would have cussed his out and cussed him out and left. I'm sorry, because <laughs> it made no sense for him to do all of that. Granted, the some stuff that Josiah did was kind of dumb. Not gonna lie and say it wasn't. I felt mm-hmm. that he should have told somebody, especially with him going back home. He should have told somebody instead so of just like leaving. Right, that had right. to do with. Granted, at the same time, I don't even think if he would if he did tell the coach, I don't even think the coach would probably would have cared.
1: Mm-mm, no, because Coach so, is all
0: about winning. He's so all, about, all about
1: money, championship, winning.
0: It is sad that some of these college players now are still going through that. Like, mm-hmm. they might look good on TV, but at the same time, they might be even on a lower reading level than Josiah was. Uh huh. Yep. It's, it's tons of articles out there that you can
1: read about um, all the shifty stuff that they do, the players who come from nothing, they bring them to the school. Um, they'll pass them along. Most of the time they can't read, they can't write, and then whenever they get injured, then what? They can't play anymore. They have they don't have a degree to fall back on, or if they do get a degree, it's in something useless. So you've spent all your time in college playing, getting all these accolades, winning these championships, and you graduate with this useless degree and you didn't make it to the NFL because the majority of them won't even go to the NFL, which is what dominant Constantly trying to pound into Josiah's head, like most people don't even make it into the NFL, so don't bank on that.
0: And I honestly, think Josiah, because of all the stuff that he went through, if I'm if I'm being honest, and this is my personal opinion, I honestly don't even think Josiah really wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Because he felt as if like I'm just here, just let me pass, the call it a day. Mm-hmm. Because he like his mindset wasn't where it needed to be even before he met like even when he met jade his mindset still wasn't there it wasn't until like he actually i think to me it wasn't until he went home to handle stuff that he needed to handle that's when his mindset was like all right cool i need to get my shit together Mm -hmm. if i don't Mm -hmm. then um, then if i don't then i'm gonna lose her like for sure Mm -hmm. mm-hmm jade was like the catalyst you
1: know just how cool was dawn right right because even at a certain point you know Josiah he kind of felt as if he was so adamant about telling Jay you know I'm not dumb I'm not a dummy but he had that self-doubt there you know whenever he was struggling to complete that midterm it was like constantly in his head like I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it but Jay was like in his head like yes you can yes you can because she had instilled that in him that was something that was never instilled in him
0: before. And I, I just thought that was so beautiful just to have that there in the back of his head like even even like Kiana was telling him like you could do it too even though she wasn't there like it was guardian angel
1: yes yes she definitely was she was jade before jade
0: (laughs) exactly and then they were
1: yes and that was like his first relationship and they were so young and that's what he was trying to explain to jade he was like you know you know she loved me before i even knew what love is because we were so
0: young like and i and honestly I, i love the fact that you have like truly i don't know if, i don't know if people have told you this before but if you probably got a comment like compliments or whatever but this, i've never experienced or talked to anybody or been friends with anybody that's gone through the situation that dom and josiahs have gone through mm-hmm. but i have been in jade's shoes before when it came mm-hmm. to having a father in her life mm-hmm. now granted i do have a stepfather who is amazing he's been a life since the age of two but as far mm-hmm. as like a real father, like a spur, I, I call him the sperm donor. I really don't at this point. Um, <laughs> He's been out of my life since the age of 10. I'm 28.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He came back in my life when I was like 25? Mm-hmm. Like three years ago, three, four years ago. And I kind of felt that emptiness when it came to Jade. That's why I feel as if that's why she was like, Preston, as well as Terry. I feel that that's why she was pressing so hard for Jay to work things out with Brandon, so that Brandon mm-hmm. going to have to go through the same thing as Jay did when she was younger. But like, right. Jay, I'm fine, like, my dog. But like Jay was telling Terry, I there's only so much I can do. Right. I can't press. I can't push him to be a father if he doesn't want to be a father. Exactly. But, but, and, like, and I
1: could see I could guess I could kind of see, you know, where Terry was coming from. I mean I think towards the end it was less about Brandon being in the picture, but it was more so she didn't want Jay to make the same mistakes that she made, I guess you could say. Yeah.
0: I I got that at the dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got that at the dinner when he tried to like when just I was trying to impress her. And she was mm-hmm. just thinking, like, "Did you make him call? it, like, did you tell Journey to call you dad?" And he was like, "No, I'm just doing right. you know, I'm just doing what Brandon needs to be doing. And Brandon's not doing it. I'm most definitely like I told her before. Like, they're they're not getting rid of me, even mm-hmm. if we're not together. I'm still gonna be there for." Mhm. I just wish that, and this just me. I just wish I would have got like, if we would have got like a letter, like a little bit, kind of like a scene with Jade and her father mm-hmm. to see how, like, that kind of dynamic would have went. Like, you don't come on, like, 15 years and then out of nowhere, when I graduate college, you want to pop back up and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to had a scene like that.
1: I thought about adding that in there and I was thinking, right, I was like, oh, should I add it? Should I not add it? And then I was like, Sigh. I said, I'm going to just leave it up in the air because I was definitely going to Go forward with it and and write a scene like that. But by then, I was like,
0: "Eh," I decided against it.
2: Yeah,
0: that scene. I think that scene definitely
2: would
0: have been. I I, I've I've already cried. I think I cried. I cried like about a good bit in this book. You did. I did. (laughs) Because it was so like it's like even with Saving Sunflower, I I think I said that like 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 I said in my video, this book is big. It is. <laughs> when on,
1: but, I cry when on, while, while writing it,
0: so don't feel bad. I cry while writing. <laughs> but, when on, but when you when you when you read it on Kindle, it just seems like the pages just float because you don't stop reading it. Mm-hmm. So when I, I cried in Saving Sunflower when um oh, what was the scene what was it? Oh it was a scene when Dominic explained it uh, explained explained to Chloe exactly what happened with his mom. Mm-hmm when they when Don found find out that she was pregnant mm-hmm. the scene where they were talking while he was in jail like every morning that scene broke oh. me down. i don't know why oh. it did but it did it makes you emotional it does <laughs> oh god i was just like she is a she is a real one i don't think i would have did that like she i'm just gonna on honest i don't think i would have did that you she wouldn't said, have? <laughs> I don't, see, that's the thing. I don't, I can't say I wouldn't have if I never been in that predicament. True, true. I'll say that. But mm-hmm. every morning before she went and you know, he just wanted to be make sure she, make sure, even if he was in, even when he was in jail, he made sure that she was okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's love right there.
1: Definitely. So never say never. <laughs> to
0: say that he, and to say that he never experienced Never really experienced love like that. And he was in jail to make sure she was okay. When you got dudes out here who ain't in jail, you know, pregnant baby mamas not even making sure they're fine and they live right up the street. Exactly. I was like speaks on his character though. Oh just like speaks on his character. He is a real one. And I also feel like Josiah, that's another thing Josiah did pick up from Don, from Dom. When it's time to step up as a man, no matter how, no matter the age, to step up. Exactly. Yes. And he touches on
1: that, you know, in that scene where um, he's talking to Dominic about remorse and Mm -hmm. he's thinking, you know, you know, there's a secret that he he keeps from Diane about how he'll never miss his father. Yeah. You know, basically because Dominic is his father, you know, that's who
0: taught him everything that he knows. That's who taught him how to be a man. That's facts. Cause mm-hmm. even Jay said he was like I honestly thought you wasn't gonna be here. Like I don't like I'm surprised that you're still here because I told you I have a child. And he was just like most dudes like why he did Why would you think that? Was like, why would you think that? And she's like because most dudes will run when I tell them I have a child. They don't even last a month.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. They and, get close enough to sleep with
0: her and then after they run because she exactly. has a baby. And he was just like, I'm here. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not on top of nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to run, no matter what you say. I'm. Always, even if we're not together, like even he, he said, you could be married to a damn a lawyer nigga, a dorky nigga. I don't give a fuck. Just let them know if you try. You just let them know you got shooters in the background. <laughs> yeah. <I>
1: was, <laughs> That's the Dominic impact. I
0: was like, oh, yeah. definitely a great, great, great book. Definitely a a, a great follow up. To be honest with you. Um, thank you, thank you. I was probably, definitely on pins and needles. I was worried. Yeah, to me it was a great it, to me it was a great follow-up. Definitely we're doing a video on um, a video uh not a well a video of course for my month, but also just in general, I will just promote it because it was that good of a book. Um Thank you, thank you so much. When it did, well, since you said you was on um, Pain the Needles, were you a little bit scared because of the praise some David Sunflower get you thought you wasn't really gonna do good with the second book?
1: Yes, because I mean whenever you really, and this is, <laughs> you're a new author, so you're going to feel this, too. Oh,
0: I'm <laughs> you're feeling you're it. Really issue. Huh? I'm feeling it now. And I'm feeling it now, I can't even come out yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you got people hitting you up, like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, and then they start reading it, and then you have people saying, oh, I like it, I like it, and then you're like, okay, now I have to follow up with another mm-hmm. one. It, it, I was definitely on pins and needles, but, Needle, but one thing with me, you know, I I try to write from the heart, and I feel like I'm pretty successful at that. And I know it's, it's two sides, too. You know, some people say, oh, you should, you should write every day, not, when you just, not just when you feel inspired. But I'm the type, I definitely have to feel inspired. It has to come from the heart. I have to feel it, too. Like how you say you cry when you read certain scenes from Saving Sunflower and certain scenes from The Endgame. I cried while writing them. That's how I know. You know, I felt that in my chest. So I want people to feel that whenever they read what I write. I was definitely on pins and needles like I felt this while writing it and I was just like you know I just hope people you know are able to see my vision and see you know what I'm trying to the story that I'm trying to tell you know I hope it resonates with people so that's basically why
0: I was on pins and needles a little scared well to me you did a great job and I'm the same way Um, like I said on my book I was honestly to be honest with you I was doing a whole nother book before this one even came out I was working on my first book, I started back in, like, 20, I think, like, 2019. And then when, really? the, yeah, and then when the pandemic hit, I had nothing else to do. Um, mm-hmm. I was supposed to do something for my birthday. Shit happens. Couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. I had an alternate plan, but I couldn't go there because, you know, the at the time, nobody was doing flights or anything. So I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And then mm-hmm. this book came to me when I was at work one day. Like, when a scene popped out of my head when I was at work wrote it out sent it to friends they liked it they were just mm-hmm. like so are you gonna put in your new book or are you gonna put in the book that you're doing now or no and I <laughs> thought about it and I was like no I think I'll probably just gonna do a whole other book and I wrote my book in a month oh wow that's quick that's yeah quick. Uh, <laughs> I, wrote <laughs> I wrote a whole book in a month and I'm so shocked at that I was like, I don't think this a month. that's yeah. something definitely to be proud of Cause I just like it seemed like it's and it's crazy because I get it, I have to be inspired to. Like I let the I let my character speak through me I, or speak to me. I don't, right. I'm not an outline person. I do like Same. like when seeing when I had seen seeing Phillips on my podcast last episode, I was asking her, does she do outline? She said, No, I don't do outline, I let them speak to, like I let them speak, you know, through me. And that's what I do with this one. I let them speak towards me. I do have, you know, I write down some, you know, some notes and stuff. But other than that, I just write when I feel like writing, which is not a good thing, mm-hmm. especially when you're under a contract. But I don't <laughs> want to be a person where I'm just pushing books just to push it out. I would rather it be exactly. authentic. You feel it from my heart. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and it isn't funny how. It's funny how characters just
1: speak to you, and then the book just flows. Like how you say you wrote that in a month, like they were speaking to you. It was just flowing out.
0: They're speaking to me hard. Oh God, especially yeah. especially my female character who is like who was like me when I was in high school, very mm-hmm. like outgoing, but at the same time had her own insecurities. Mm-hmm. So it definitely spoke to me that way. Um, so I saw that this is the Sun series. We're on book two. Do you plan to do any more Sun series, or is this is going to be the only two you're going to go from another book? No. So Mo's
1: story is next. So Dominic's best friend Mo, his book will be next.
0: Oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. Okay. This is how this happened Because <laughs> if I'm being honest, Mo was not my favorite character. I mean, I like I liked him more than I did Autumn. Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> but- that scene when they were waiting on Dominic to get out of jail, and he was talking mad cash to the point where Chloe, in my opinion, was stupid as hell because I wasn't gonna be in. There. I got you. <laughs> Don't think he did. was waiting <laughs> okay. to get him to get out, and she basically hit, like sat on the top of the hood while the sun was baking. I understood. Yeah. What, I understood what he meant, but at the same time, that is your homeboy's decision just like what autumn exactly. I understood Anna was coming from i did but having those doubts and those and having basically saying negative negative stuff towards her every 5 minutes was bullshit exactly <laughs> mo definitely is
1: not a fan favorite <laughs> definitely not a fan favorite but i'm hoping you know, with his story, I think you know people will they'll grow up to to love him because you know he has his own story to tell. So he definitely wasn't a fan favorite. He was right there next to Autumn as far as most
0: hated characters. <laughs> oh, Jesus, like, just, like I understand where you're coming from. I get it. Even in um the end game. When, you know, he was still out in the streets and, you know, Dominic was just like, bro, like, I love you, don't get me wrong, but I can't be living how you live no more. Right, right.
1: Dominic's whole thinking was like, hey, I have this opportunity. Like, I'm telling you, come on the road with me. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to to do all this right now. But, you know, Mo was very prideful. So he, and we don't even really see most or read about most character I guess directly in the end game you know we get just kind of the backstory of what's going on you know and then you know tragedy strikes or whatever but you know basically it seems as if most prideful you know he doesn't want to take any handouts he doesn't want anybody giving him anything like that he feels like he needs to work for his own you know he doesn't want to go on tour with Dominic
0: and all that you know. I will say this is my this is my thoughts on the next book i feel that after what happened to mo in the end game Mm -hmm. he's going to get a revelation to stop doing what he's doing i don't think he's going to continue to live the way he was living after what happened to him Mm -hmm. that's my possibility possibility. that's my prediction i don't think he's going to Especially after after what he went through, yes, very (laughs) traumatic, very traumatic. Still alive to tell the story of
1: what he went
0: through.
1: Definitely life changing, and that's why I felt he definitely needed his own story. Like, is yeah, so life changing event,
0: traumatic. I I definitely agree with you. I I don't think Mo is gonna live. granny now. The way you ended the end game, I, I kind of felt in my heart that it was going to pick off from like another book. Mm-hmm. Because you ended it... Because you ended it too... Too... Oh, how can I say this without... You're going to with the cliffhanger. I know
1: and I hated and, it. I really didn't want to, but I had to. <laughs>
0: and I am... I feel as if I'm like the, like the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The advocate when it comes to equipment is I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. Okay,
1: let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. In my defense, it was a bit of a cliffhanger. Now, I do feel like everybody did get there happily ever after for now you know jade and josiah you know they they got their you know their their happy ending you know chloe and Dominic,
0: they're still together they're still together they're having their pause pause pause. still together (laughs) for now because i think chloe i feel as if also we're going to have a little more of an instance when it comes to chloe and dom granted i do believe as of right now, it hasn't officially hit Clo, mm-hmm. but when you get into the third book, I feel as if she's gonna have some type of ps um PTSD mm-hmm. from the situation when all of them are together.
1: Right, because you know Dominic was explaining that to Josiah. He was like, you know, people are never the same after stuff like that happens because he had firsthand experience. All of them do. Him and Josiah already have that firsthand experience, so he was like. She's not gonna ever be the same, even though nothing, you know, she didn't get directly hit, but she was there. She experienced that. That's gonna live with her for the rest of her life. And that's on his conscience, you know. But you know, the ending I had to, I really had to be realistic. You know, I didn't want to end on the cliffhanger, but I had to be realistic about it, you know, because I mean something like that, for that to happen to three people and for it to, you know, not have any type of effect, it was unrealistic to me. So I was like, I have to incorporate that somehow because you know after an event like that Dominic he's gonna put that wall back up like you want to leave the house and go do, do this and do that but this has happened you know I can't let you leave without a fight because you know I'm paranoid now
0: yeah both so, of them was just like and I loved how Dom was just like I can't lose her mm-hmm. and he really felt like this was gonna break the after all the shit he done put her through he really felt that like this was going to break the Campbells back, like but he was mm-hmm. saying, "I can't lose her. I can't lose her." And mm-hmm. I really hope, I really hope deep down he doesn't lose her because I feel as if, if he does, he's going to snap.
2: Mhm.
0: And there's no and there's no and there's not going to be any fixing to that snap if she does if she does leave.
1: Mhm. And kind she knows that. What his mind says, and she knows it's a dangerous type of mindset to have because she recognized that in Saving Sunflower whenever he was in jail and he told her, you know, you're the only thing that I look forward to. And in her head, that was a red flag to her because he shouldn't live that way. Yep. You should have other things to look forward to besides just me. You have to have a world outside of me that's, that's not healthy. So she recognizes those things. But also in the end game, too, you know, she fought as well. She was traumatized, but, you know, she told, like she told Jade, she said, you know, he's broken. He thinks, you know, that I'm the only person that can fix him, but I don't want to fix him, you know, because it's not her job to do that. You know, she said, you know, I said I wasn't leave him. I'm not going to, you know, so she fought. She fought too. I'll give her that. But like you say, it hasn't really hit her yet. Uh-huh. Realistically, that, you know, it's that trauma is there. Like right now, it's kind of like the, the beginning stages of it.
0: Yes, I honestly think she's in denial of it, of so what happened. Like, she's like, I was okay, it happened, but it, I haven't really sat down with it. Because even Jade, like, even Jade caught on sometime. like, caught, you know, caught on, like, some tidbits of it. Jade was just, like, in the kitchen, the kitchen scene, she was just, like, she was plastered in her face while, you know, she saw the brokenness in Chloe while Dominic and Josiah just went around like nothing happened. Like, it was, like, another, mm-hmm. like, another day.
1: Because mm-hmm. him and Josiah, they're used to stuff like that happening, yeah. the type of life that they, they've lived. So exactly. they know things like that. They're bound to happen. And when they happen, all they could do is kind of try to process a little bit, maybe. But they also do a lot of self-medicating. So they smoke a lot of weed. They're going to drink uh-huh. a little bit. And they're going to get over it. But close, she doesn't know how to process things like that, you know. So she's in the kitchen in a day cooking breakfast.
0: And Jade is recognizing, like, okay, this isn't normal, you know you got dominic who is her uh, what i think her husband at the time or fiance who is oblivious to it Mm-hmm. and that's the scary part right and i think he's not so much oblivious it. i think
1: he knows deep down inside you know that she's that's not how things should go but you know he's holding on to that like i can't lose her type of thing so him and josiah kind of just you know trying to handle her you know with care like trying to gloss over and know what happened because they know Chloe is so naive and she's so fragile too. Mm-hmm.
0: She was very, 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 but like I said, she was very naive in Sunfire, but at the same time, she definitely, I feel as like if she grew in the end game because when, when they were at the, um, in her, like, you know, in the bed scene, when Josiah and, and Thing were at the club and she was just asking, you know, she was asking, saying like, how did you handle Dom? I'm kind Mm -hmm. of going through the same thing with Josiah and she was giving her like real life advice it's like all you gotta do is just be there
2: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah I'm glad glad you recognize
0: that that." so I feel as if she gave her advice even at the dinner towards the end of the scene we are at the dinner and you know she was just thinking like damn like I wish Claudette was here to give me some advice about how to get through this yes because Claudette's motto is like as long as y'all
1: are trying that's all you can do try I also
0: think another thing in my head. I feel like Brandon is going to realize what he did or what he's doing. Mm They're going to try to come back because they always come back. Come back
1: as in try to get back with Jade or just come back, period. Both. Both.
0: I honestly feel that way because he, he's one of those type of dudes that's like like i said before if you can't have if i can't have you nobody can and the fact that he's actually seen you know josiah be there for his daughter when he should be there yeah. loving on jade when you know at one minute he was and then when she finally out she pregnant he basically dipped i feel as if he is going to like see maybe see something that he's not gonna like um and at the same time, like, who knows? Maybe his frat brothers are basically getting on his ass about, you know, not being the father that he needs to be. We don't know. True, true. We definitely don't know. Who
1: knows what's going on in Brandon's head?
0: here? <laughs> as a frat brother, and this is my personal opinion, because I'm in a sorority myself, um, uh-huh. and I got friends that are, in, you know, that in different fraternities. If I saw my line brother or frat brother have a child, and you're not doing nothing to that shit, I'm going to call your ass out on that shit. Because as your, as your brother, I need to do that. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And you have you have some people who have friends like that, and then i have noticed you have some people who have friends who won't, they feel like it's not even their business, so they kind of just watch, and they'll talk about it to other people, but they won't say it to your face. I've noticed that, too. I don't need a like that. Mm-hmm. That means you're a good friend. Because if I... I if I was in the same position, I would call him out too. I would be like, "You have a child. Take care of your child. What are
0: you doing?" Because you don't want the other nigga. You don't want the next nigga. Your child. You know what I'm saying? You don't want your child calling the next nigga daddy. Oh well, my bad. Too late. She's already doing that. Yep. And poor Journey. You know, like my
1: heart really broke writing a lot of the stuff that happened because. I feel like this is stuff that happens on a daily basis. Uh-huh. You know, like we talk, we, we talk about it, but then it's different when you read about it, I guess, in fiction too, because it, it's such a common thing, you know, like him not being there for Journey. And she, she at the beginning, she didn't even really recognize his voice on the phone. You know, nope. he's sitting there cursing out Jade for something that happened at a party that's insignificant when his child was there. And so she's calling Journey over to the phone and Journey, she doesn't even recognize his voice. She's just repeating after Jane, you know, mm-hmm. and after Brandon. And then after a while, she kind of just leaves the phone because she but doesn't the, know what, what who he is.
0: Like there's nothing else to say. And then like the park scene where he tried to be there and she kept saying, No. I don't know you, bro. You're not my dad. Mm-hmm. So I I, I feel like but I love, I love, love, love the fact that Josiah was just like. I still tell her about Brandon. Mm-hmm. Because maybe one day he might get his act together and I don't want her to go through the same thing I went through or the same thing that Jade went through. I love that. Yes. And that definitely speaks on Joe Five's character
1: because he definitely could have been a bitter person and not even acknowledge Brandon and not even try to explain to Journey who's still too young to even realize what's going on but like he said when she gets older she'll realize it yeah and he's like you know, I don't want to be that person that was speaking badly about Brandon you know I'll explain to her that's who he is he may come around sometimes let him
0: come around yes because that's what my spring order did um my well my spring order but that's what my dad did to me mm-hmm. um when I was younger my dad was in my life my dad who's now my, my dad my stepdad at home my dad He's been in my life since the age of two. so I've been mm-hmm. with you you know having another man step up to the plate when you know your own father couldn't do it right so Definitely. I, and that's why my heart went out to her because I've been in her position but mm-hmm. at the same time as I got older and started seeing and started seeing my sperm donor you know for his true colors, my dad never out once you know talked bad about him or anything he was like if you want to make that connection you can like you're grown that's not going to change the fact that I was raising you ever since you were two years old right like, and that shows he has such a good character you know very very much so and I appreciate him and love him every day because of it mm-hmm. but I like I said there's a lot of things in my head now that I'm like now that we're talking about I'm like hmm, I wonder how this is going to play out how this is going to do this that. but I'm excited to see how this Josiah oh not Josiah but this Moe Book turns out yes. <laughs> because I think not, he wasn't my favorite character. Not gonna lie, I say he wasn't. <laughs> but I feel as if you're gonna make us love him.
1: I definitely hope so. That's that's the hope, you know. that's definitely hope. I feel like Moe Now that I've started writing him, he's such an interesting character. So you know, I can't wait to expand on that. He's he's definitely he's
0: different. Yeah, I feel as if you're, 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 like, we're going to love him a lot. So after that, but do you have any, so what are your, so do you have any books after the Mo one, or do you, are you just going to just do three books for the year? Like, what are your plans for 2021?
1: Listen, the way my brain works, (laughs) right now, what I can see is, is Finishing up Mo's story, and then who knows where where I'll go after that. I'm definitely not a plotting type of person. I kind of just go with the flow, and, and whoever comes to me, that's that's whose story I'll tell. Because at first, I wasn't even going to tell Mo's story, but then it was something. I don't know. It was just one day I kind of just woke up, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I need to give him a story, because I feel like he would just definitely be an interesting character, you know, to to center a story around so and, and as I'm writing in and it's flowing out definitely it was, it was a good decision I'm definitely not a potter though so um it could be one more book in the sun series I know a lot of people really really want like a, a saving sunflower to centered around Claudette and Dominic but I don't want to force it yeah so I kind of I like how it is now you know where they're still a part of the story like they haven't went anywhere you know I don't want to force a whole entire book just about them, you know. But I understand, you know, people. When you have characters that you love, you want to continue reading about them. But you know, I'm the type, you know, whenever I feel like characters have spoken their piece and and they they've gotten their they're happy or whatever, happily ever after, however that ends up, then then that's that. But I definitely like how it is now where I've intertwined them and in, like in the end game, and they'll be. In Mo's story as well, because you know, as long as I'm writing the Sun series, they're gonna be somewhere in there. Because you have to remember, Dominique is like the Sun; he's the the center of it all. So,
0: and then of course, you know, Dom and Mo are best friends, so of course he was gonna be in there. Exactly, exactly, definitely best friends. So yeah, I yeah, and I also like I said, even though I didn't like Dom, not Dominic, like Mo in Saving Sunflower, especially when he did the Claudette, I feel as if like like she said before like she said too like I think it was Dom that said it to Josiah once she had the baby I think that's when you know that their bond became a little bit closer. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Josiah's observation. You know how, you know
1: they're they're closer now. You know that they, they bicker more like brother and sister. It's not like uh, how it was in the beginning. And also in Saving Sunflower, Mo was the one who called Dominic out about actually being in love with Claudette after that's Diane so- did. That's very true, and he did deny it. Like yeah, definitely. When they were, like, when Dominique was out of his mind and acting a fool, and Mo was like, look, <laughs> this is what it is. You Accept what I got to say or whatever, but, you know, I'm gonna have your back regardless if I like Claudette or not because you're obviously in love, so. And I
0: feel as if that's what happened when it came to Autumn and Claudette, too, because when she found out she was pregnant and, you know, Claudette finally spoke up for herself and told her how she felt. Mm-hmm. And Claudette, you know, Autumn was like, okay, yeah, I, des- I you know what? I deserve that. I apologize for feel- making me feel that way, but I'm just looking out for you. But you know, whatever you do decide, whether you keep it or not, I'm going to be there regardless. Mm-hmm, yep. So even mm-hmm. though I didn't meet her, I did have, re- I had to respect that scene because, I mean, that was not he shit. I would have been- Right, here. right. Like, oh I can't stand that nigga, but you <laughs> love him. I like it. You want to have his baby? I'm there with you every step of
1: the way. Right, because realistically, I mean, we all have friends like Autumn and Mo. Like their their actions. You know, you want to say, "Oh, I hate that they said this" or "I hate that they said that." But realistically, I've been that friend before. I'm like, "Girl, what are you doing? Like, stop it, stop it for real." Because realistically. I- in I Saving Sunflower, like, I would have definitely been Autumn. I would have been like, sit down somewhere for real, quiet. <laughs> I think
0: everybody's had that one friend like that, though. Yes, that one friend that's like, you know, what? I don't like, I don't like how you move. But if you like it, I love it. I just got to right be like, oh, move on. Exactly, exactly. Because Autumn, she was
1: coming from a place of love. She had she had her own traumatic experience and really and truly she just didn't want Claudette to go through that too so her delivery was horrible but that was the realistic part of her character you know we're not all perfect so she was young so that's the only only way she figured she could get her point across
0: yep 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 for sure for sure but like I said before guys if you have not read her first book Saving Sunflower you are doing yourself a disservice (laughs) <laughs> because that book is everywhere. it is one of the hottest books of 2020 in my personal opinion um you're yeah, welcome the end game that just came out today is ex- another excellent definitely another hit in her hands in my personal opinion highly highly recommend thing and I'm ready for this ready for this mo story and all the other <laughs> ones you do have lined up you do have a fan for life now thank you thank you so much you're welcome i am a pest like people can touch you <laughs> I, like, when I say i'm a fan i am a pest family like, i'm a fan that like will have like re- like read scenes and like then like tag you or whatever i find like i follow you at. like bro why did you do what you did
1: i welcome it all i love it i love it <laughs> i love fan. i hope my fans could be like that to me too of course. And I can't wait to read what you have coming out. I'm <laughs> definitely excited for you because this is such an exciting journey. Like it's a journey like no other, let me tell you. So I'm super excited for you and that you get to experience this. Like it's my next cool. question.
0: My last question actually. For somebody like me that's coming out with a book release, like what did you do to like get like your jitters out? Because I've been having ever since I've got the release date, I've been getting jitters all week like there, I've been nervous all like all like all last week I was nervous because I think it was because of that and then I just got my driver's license that Friday too like that uh-huh. so. so the nervousness of that already I was already nervous for the week and then them telling me oh yeah your book like oh yeah so your book is coming out Monday huh so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all, it on you <laughs> yeah and then so having all of that all of like those numbers is like all those numbers is fine and then like you know having the playlist out having the book cover out which got really really good reviews people telling me congratulations they can't to read it I got my family telling me yo I can't wait to read this like I'm buying like blah 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 people that don't even know you know like my publishing sisters you know I think uh two like three of them um you know did like giveaways in their you know, in their, um, in their group saying that they were going to, you know, give, like, give my book away to people. I had a girl today, shout out to Portia Shaw, who wrote me this morning and was like, hey, um, so I'll be giving away five copies of your book. How should I do? it? Oh, wow. What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, like, huh? Oh, like, oh, you know, just a regular, you know, uh, ad- go to my group. Sign up my mailing list, you know. Follow me on um, follow me on YouTube, you know. The regular yes, that's definitely cool. That's so cool. I was like five copies, and the book's not even out yet. I had my family like call my mom and dad. They came in my room, knocking on my door. What's the name of your book? In what's the name of your book? Kid? when did it come up, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so how did you like when saving stuff like like you said before, you didn't think saving stuff forever was going to get the recognition that it did. So when you first. Mm-hmm wrote it and say you you wrote it a year ago and when you got done and you read the final copy and you you know saying you pushed the publish button what was Mm -hmm. your like what was your what was going through your mind during that time and how did you like kind of like not really window on like the reviews and the ratings and stuff girl I wish I had the perfect advice
1: to give you but I don't, because <laughs> the jitters are, are here. They they won't go away. I don't know how to get rid of them. <laughs> it's like they're they just there. It's something that I'm trying to break myself out of, and I definitely don't know how. I feel like maybe, this is a maybe, maybe staying you know after you hit the publish button trying to force yourself away from social media and stuff like that and just let it be and then come back and regroup maybe in a day or two and then go through and read you know the reception and everything it's easier said than done I'll mm-hmm. tell you that but even still today this is my second one and I'm still like I have jitters With Saving Sunflower, you know, I came out of the gate. I'm not signed to a publishing company, so it was kind of just a a thing that I did, you know, on my own. So I didn't have any readers at first. So I was jittery because, you know, I had accomplished like this goal that I set out to accomplish, and I I did it, and I finished it, and I hit publish, and then I was like, well, now what? (laughs) Now I have to go find somebody to read it. (laughs) So that's kind of where the jitters came from when I first published and then whenever people started reading it and then reviews started coming in that that was a different type of jitter coming in so definitely just try to stay grounded and I would say try to step away from from social media and stuff because people are going to be super excited and you're going to feel their excitement through whatever means through the telephone whatever and it's just going to keep you like on 100 (laughs) but like if your book is coming out tomorrow so I can guarantee you won't sleep tonight (laughs) Oh, I don't tell <laughs> me like I'm
0: working on And no. <laughs> I'm sorry to have to break the news to you, but you won't. <laughs> but I know one thing that my, pub, one of my publishers, shout out to Aubie Payne, she told me uh, she was in the live for the Heartbreak, uh, Heartfelt uh, group. And I asked mm-hmm. her, I asked her the same question. And she was just like, if you don't feel jitters every time you release a book, then your heart's not in it.
1: Oh wow, that's that's a perfect answer. Definitely perfect. And I was like, damn, that's deep. Yes. I was like, damn. Hits, hits it's a, a, nail a nail on the
0: head. Yeah, but I was just like, head. this is a dream of mine for the long that I wanted for the longest. You know what I'm saying? Like when I wrote my first book life of E, that I'm still like it honestly, to be honest with you, it's still in the works. I'm not even halfway done with that book yet. But um because I have to change so many things. Now I definitely have to go back and change a lot of things up now. Because I probably, that might be maybe my third or fourth book, probably the post out this year. I do want it out this year for sure. But I know I'm going to have to mm-hmm. go back and change a lot. Because mm-hmm. in this book, well, in, my, in the book before, like in the first one, like the actual book, they weren't together yet. They were just friends in college. Always had like mm-hmm. They were like, they were like the what if couple. Like what okay. if, Actually, did get together, in the book that's coming out tomorrow. They're already together, Mm -hmm. so I have to kind of maybe do like probably some flashbacks, flash forwards, to keep the same, like my like the same material in, but also try to push up a little bit forward, like more flashbacks than actually, like flashbacks and current events to like kind of make sure both books in. I got you. Right. gotta make sense to understand it more, but. I said I never thought in million really years I'll get to where I'm at now. And like I said before, when I like when I wrote my last post about the book, I was just like I used to go on Amazon. I still go on Amazon now and pick out books like, oh, let me see how this book goes." This, this, and that. And now mm-hmm. people from all over the world can just type in my pen name, yep. and, and boom, my book comes up. And it comes up definitely
1: mind blowing. Definitely. That's what I say you definitely won't sleep tonight. <laughs> it's gonna be it's, on your mind.
0: It's just like when people see my book, like, "Oh, that's it's neat. scary like, and
1: exciting all
0: at once." Yeah, and I was like, I could go on my Kindle tomorrow when I get off from of work and type in my name, and boom, that's my book. Boom, yeah, that's for real. And I'm like, oh my god, I wrote a book. I'm a published author. That I can actually tell people that. Like I. Have a podcast, yes, that I have a YouTube channel, yes, and now I have my third baby, which is my book. Yes, it'll feel weird
1: saying that you're an
0: author, like telling people, you know, I'm an author is definitely going to
1: feel weird. And then, of course, when you start getting your reviews and you go, Oh, and God, I
0: don't even want to think about my reviews. Ah, oh, that's the scary thing. part. That is the scary that thing, that's the most. I think that is where I'm going to really be scared at. Yes,
1: it's definitely I, a whole thing to be.
0: Because as an avid reader, I know how brutal it can get.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Can, and whenever it's your yeah.
1: art, you get so protective over it and it's just like you don't want to be that person but then you like, oh, it's my art though. Like, why are you tearing my stuff up like this? Like, this came from the heart.
0: <laughs> I'm the type of person to be like, you say something about my stuff. I'm Erica Badu. I'm sensitive about my shit. Yes, so, exactly. I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. Yes. Definitely. And I and I know, a like, people who know me know me know how reckless my mouth can actually get. <laughs> so I have, so I'm just like I think that's the if I had to say anything, not even the you know us me coming out, published or whatever. I think when I get that when I once the reviews start coming in that's when I'm going to get really, like, agitated, like, and I not even say agitated, just nervous, because I yes. know how readers can get, because I'm, I, I was a reader before I was an author.
1: Yes, it's,
0: it's scary, you know, and then that's when
1: you have to kind of, as an author, I feel like you, you're held to a different standard, if that makes sense, so, you know, the reader you would will respond, you know, any type of way, but to author you, you'll see something, you'll see somebody say something about your work, and you want to respond so bad, but you can't. Yes. Because then people are going to say, you know, that's unprofessional, you can't say that, you can't do that, it'll deter readers from your work, so it's definitely a hard line not to cross, you know, you read stuff, and you're like, oh, I really want to say something to this
0: person, like, this really made me mad, oh, but really you can't do it. And right now, through, the, through my phone, but at the same time, I gotta keep it professional because I know I can't. Yep, exactly. It's, it's, it's hard. It's Woo-hoo. hard. I think that's some, I think that's where I think that's where like about 75% of my nerves are coming from. Yes,
1: definitely. That's their distant. Yes, because you're wanna you're gonna wanna know, you know, what's the reception. Is. So you're gonna check, of course, for the reviews. And then when you see you have reviews, review, then it's a whole nother thing. You're going to get
0: real jittery because you're like, okay, should I read them or should I not read them? Then you read them. <laughs> exactly. Even like before I even got signed, when I was working on this book, I was sitting to my friends. Like, hey, like, I need your like honest opinion. What do you think about this scene? And even when they would say, I liked it, but I, but I, it was like a but. I was like, Duh. hold up. I yep. asked your opinion. <laughs> I asked your opinion. <laughs> tell me what you thought about it yeah yes doesn't your heart
1: just starts to break like you just feel your heart starts pounding you like oh lord what didn't they
0: like what didn't they like <laughs> so i think what i'm gonna do tomorrow honestly i think that i am probably when once it once i probably say it's posted i probably just drop the link and probably leave check check i probably even look at my phone all day tomorrow where it, to be honest i probably check up on it every now and then, but like constantly be on my phone, I probably won't even do that tomorrow. To preserve your sanity,
1: I yes. think that's the, the route to take. But hopefully, you're not me. You know, I try to say that, oh, I'm not going to check my phone, I'm not going to check anything. And then I just end up checking
0: it, and it's just like, huh. Oh. <laughs> I think tomorrow, I think I'm honestly going to keep myself busy and moving around and try not to be on my phone nowhere, like no, there tomorrow, unless I really have to be definitely definitely try it out and i'm definitely going to do the same thing it, yeah, it's, it's nerve-wracking it, it is nerve-wracking it's super nerve-wracking and you you want to because like like you said before when you write and when you put stuff out i feel as like every author puts their best all into it granted exactly. you do have some writers that are lazy and you know they, and and burnt they, out too yeah and they want to put a book out just to say they put a book out Mm-hmm. which to me is bullshit because if you're going to put a book out and you want your art and you want your readers to stay with you put your all into it just don't put to exactly. put to say you put a book out and then you get upset when it's not the response you were looking for exactly because if you don't put your all into it when people
1: read it they can tell exactly. you know it's not going to touch them you know they can tell you just did it just to do it and that's when you have to take a step back and be like okay obviously need to take some time to myself and regroup and come back with whenever i get inspired so that's why i say it's it's two sides of the coin you know you want to be consistent with your writing but you also have to feel it so it's hard you know when you're writing just when you're inspired because things
0: don't happen as quickly but to me that's when the best best stories happen so i definitely agree with that one for sure for sure but i just want to say thank you for allowing me to interview you Thank you for having me. I enjoyed course, it so much. No problem. I definitely don't be surprised if I write you back later <laughs> this year talk about this notebook. Yes. <laughs> because it's definitely coming, definitely coming. I'm gonna have um B Reed. She is the author of Lies by the Gun. She was my second Arthur Spotlight. Um Yes, I love Beery. Yes, yes, I'll be having her. I told her already, because she's like she's like my big sis. I already told her I got her, her book should be coming soon. I think sometime this week or whatever notification should be coming soon. I told her, don't be surprised we hit you back up asking uh so we can talk about this uh Broken Mirrors book. <laughs> don't be surprised because the way she did Lies by the Gun. That cliffhanger at the end. That you know had- what? had me
1: hot. I just I ordered um Smoke and Mirrors and I haven't finished um Live by the gun so Oh, that's gonna That ain't gonna be it? Oh yeah. Lord. that I saying you know, right now. When I tell you my to read list is so long right now because I didn't read for a year while I was writing saving sunflower So I'm so behind. I have yeah. so many stories that I have to read and catch up on. Like I I'm drowning in, in book three, which is
0: exciting. Yes, but like I said, it's going to make you mad. And I was just like, I read it. And I was like, I know that's not it. <laughs> I was like, no, She ain't gonna no do me like this. I got you. I was just like this.
1: Uh, and I hate
0: cliffhangers. I hate them because I You not yep, You definitely say you hate a cliffhanger. <laughs> I hate a cliffhanger. Ashley Antoinette, I love you, sis. I love you. You are my favorite author. I love your girl. But God damn it, Butterfly 3 had me with, another, with yet another cliffhanger. And now I got to get Butterfly 4 to see how to book. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. You know how to get my money. But it's worth it because it's so good. And because you, and because you get so in, like intertwined with the characters. And you feel the characters. Hey. You want to know what's next you get into it and now it's just like you stuck you you have to keep going because you have to see it out it, you have to see the completion. Exactly like I got the I got all the cartels by her and her husband the um like I said I'm like that was the first book I ever really got into when it came to them and mm-hmm. I read all of their books even have like the two spinoffs I could read all of their books like I could read the whole collection over again except book seven. I will never touch book. I will never ever ever in my life touch book seven again. Oh, <laughs> because it made me cry like a baby. Oh, that's how you know it was good when you shed those tears. That's how you know. Like my mom came in, actually thought like somebody, like a friend of mine, died. That's how bad. Oh, did she? Yes. <gasps> she was like, so you were like wrong? boohooing. Yeah, I was boohooing. I was like, "What's wrong?" I was like, are you crying over a book I said she was like this girl is crying over a book I was, so I even told her that I said like, I will never ever search books ever again I I can't mom I, even though it's been like a couple of years since that book came out I cannot search that book again
1: mm-hmm. I can tell Both you what it's about how good it was though
0: yeah I can tell you what it's about and what happened mm-hmm. but actually to read, read that no not doing it sorry <laughs> not doing it But thank you once again. I appreciate it, um, guys. Follow her at Ray Elise Books on Instagram. Make sure you go and get Saving Sunflower, which is the first of the Sun series. Her new book that just came out, The Endgame, which is the second book, and then the third one when it comes out very very soon. Also follow me at K underscore on Instagram and Twitter, Arthur K Renee at. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter as well. Definitely, like I said before, when you guys listen to this, my book Close to You would al- will already be out on Amazon. So shout out to me, uh, and Yay, then. Yes, and then I'll come back on here to let you guys know when the paperback is available. Kindle, like the most likely are gonna be actually paperback than Kindle. But if you do have a Kindle or you have Kindle app on your phone, please support, please, 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 please please support it on, app, on Amazon Kindle first and then the paperback. I promise you I am all into this. It is definitely different. It is a young adult black love romance set in the high school Set in a fictional town that I created, Jones Hills, North Carolina. It tells the story of two, two high school seniors, uh, Anthony Henderson, who is the younger brother of a football player, big mega star, Jarrell Henderson, and the son of an all-time winning back-to-back championship father at his high school, Somerville High School. Um, and the pressures of him, as well as Michelle Sweet, who is a very outgoing and shy girl, who has her own insecurities. Plus a person in her past comes back to visit after not wanting to see her for two years at her request. So definitely just love my characters. Like I love them, those are my babies. They irk my nerves sometimes, but I love them dead. (laughs) And yeah, guys, so until next time, have faith, have confidence, love you, always, always be you, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye!